0: Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, Okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. (laughs) Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
1: Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out.
2: Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's Best Sports Talk. Today on Section 336, we break down what has to be the craziest day in the history of the Baltimore Orioles. 336.com
1: Buckle up birds, be ready to ride. Your host match a bird, ready to fly. Baltimore's best section 336. The number one sports broadcast, get your
0: fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck. Our favorite Orioles, What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section Three Three Six, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing centering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lever, Josh Soroka.
1: It's a weird show. Yeah. This is gonna be a weird one. Yeah. We we've had tough shows before. This is a this is a different one. We haven't we haven't faced this as Oriole fans.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of uh I mean, this has been kind of the theme though for the past couple weeks, right? Of, of seeing who's staying, who's going and and as we watch the direction of this franchise. I don't know, I'm curious to see how this episode goes too because I don't know how to feel. I'm I'm very conflicted. So I'm I'm hoping I can straighten this out throughout this uh the uh, next hour. Right. You know how
1: there's something that you gotta do but you don't wanna do it but you know you gotta do it that's kinda like that's kinda how this today's been with the Orioles yeah like I know they had to do this stuff doesn't mean I like
2: it yeah it's I'm, I'm surprised. And this is one of the reasons why I suck at Twitter. I suck at Twitter for a lot of reasons. But people are able to react quickly to these things. And I still... like It's been... I mean, the, the trade deadline was 4 o'clock. That's when all the deals went down. It's been three and a half hours. And I still am, am so conflicted on on seeing so many... It's not just... Like, I understand the necessity of, of we're going through a re- rebuilding process. But it's also... We're talking about Kevin Gossman. Who... With the
1: fourth selection of the 2012 first draft,ed by the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles select Kevin Gosman.
0: Kevin Gosman is officially in the major leagues. All strikes being thrown by Kevin Gosman right now. Swing and a miss. They have made it to the postseason as a wild card team.
1: He's going to be such a good National League pitcher.
2: Yeah. So uh, the the and we can and we can talk about now. We can break down the the Kevin. Let's take it player by player. We can break down the Kevin Gossman trade. That one went down first. So Kevin Gossman, along with Darren O'Day, were traded for Jean Carlos Incarnacion and uh, catcher Brett Cumberland, Evan Phillips, and Bruce Zimmerman. Um, and then slot money, and then two point five million dollars of international yeah. bonus, money. which
1: is. Which is huge. Which we we're starting off with Gosman, but over the weekend was it Sunday night that they traded Brock? Yeah, for two hundred and fifty thousand international slot money, which we didn't jump on and do a special episode because it was just Brock. Yeah, um, how surprised and, were
2: you that Kevin Gosman was traded?
1: You no, know, you want to stick with Gosman. Oh, or just in general? How was I? I was very surprised, Gosman. I really thought gosman's the guy you build around, and I thought Bundy would be traded.
2: Oh, see, and I said the opposite. See, I saw. Yeah. I
1: think that we have seen Gosman establish himself as a leader on mm-hmm. this team. Yeah. So yeah, I was very surprised to see Gosman go.
2: Yeah, and I I, I, I honestly, I wasn't surprised. I thought if there was one Oriole that would be traded, the, the fact that it was Kevin Gosman kind of made me happy, and I wasn't surprised. I was surprised with the return. Um, but I thought and I've said it I mean Dylan Bundy has one more year under contract, right, and I think Dylan Bundy one more, has been,
1: one more year than Gosman than Gosman, yeah
2: um, and I, and I've always thought that Dylan Bundy, and this has been true since they drafted him, had always been a more highly touted guy, better stuff guy um, and and so I think Bundy, if you had to, if, you, if if you made me choose, who do I think is going to be a better pitcher? I'm going to choose Bundy over Gosman every time, uh, but you're right. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna tear up the minor leagues. I mean the, N- N- the NLEs. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna um, tear up.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I always with Bundy, I just I feel like the risk is much higher on Bundy. But I don't know. Um Bundy's still young ish. Yeah. So yeah, I um
2: But but again with the return Gossman, we, we did get to two point five million dollars and then we were able to offload the contract of because I don't know if O'Day is ever gonna pitch again. Um, and so he's signed this right. year, and next year. So so we save money there. And
1: again, Darren O'Day, a fan favorite. Yeah, I mean we get the O'Day, O'Day, O'Day chance. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Um, it'd be awkward if they try to play that that soundbite at Camden yards anymore. You gotta you gotta retire that. Um, and Galsman, Galsman stings a little bit because I feel like like we watched him grow up. He was our little kid, you know. Yeah. And uh so that one stings.
2: Yeah, and his he he's weird how we feel about him because I think Oriole fans think he has the potential because he's shown for like half a year for a couple of years, right? The second half of last year he was right. great. Um he just hasn't been able to put together a full season. And so I think Kevin Gossman said it best uh when he was leaving he said uh he's a little disappointed that he he was he was never able to kind of be the best version of himself. In Baltimore, right. I think I think that that's true. And so you root for Kevin Gossman. You root that he can find the best version of himself. But you were always because he had such good stuff. Um, and we, I mean, I remember seeing him one time. I think you're playing D, Detroit, where he he started throwing harder in the in the sixth, seventh inning. Like he would get up into the ninety nines in later innings. I was like, I never seen an oral pitcher do that throw even even right. harder. Yeah, he, late in the game. Yeah, and that that velocity has gone off a little bit. And yeah, you I never is is Kevin Gossman a, a number two pitcher or is he a number four pitcher? I think the jury's still out. I mean, certainly the starting pitcher, right. but, but where he ranks in your rotation is, is still out. And I think the return showed that inconsistency. He got traded like he was a number four guy, not like he was a number one or two guy.
1: Yeah, and that's I think that's the problem that hurts is in Baltimore, we really ended up falling in love with Gossman, even when he first came up and he had the weird donut issue. Where he would eat, where we eat the powdered donuts on, like, game yeah, days yeah. and everything. Yeah, Um And we had nicknames for him and stuff, and we just we fell in love with the kid. So it stings because we kept envisioning seeing him as our number one, number two guy. I mean, what did he get, two opening days, I think?
2: Oh, did, did he? I thought one. But it might have been two. It?
1: Who opened up this year? Oh, him. So is, so is that I two? Think, I think this was his second year opening. Okay. I mean – he was in line to be the ace of this team, to to have the opportunity to be that guy. And, yeah, he didn't step up to it, but I think we kept seeing stuff from him. He was frustrating last year. He was definitely frustrating for that first half of last year.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I always had this vision, Kevin Gossman, of of having – throwing a 98 mile per hour fastball and then a nasty slider. He's, at, he's ahead 0-2. Then the opponent fail, fa- fouls like five balls off him and gets a single right. or hits a home run. And so I agree. It's kind of uh, – it's a little bit frustrating because we all know we're going to see Kevin Gossman pitch great in, in Atlanta. And it's a little frustrating that he was – he never really lived up to, to that potential that we, we, we thought he was. And I think that's – I feel like that's the mantra for being a Bottom fan. Can we tell our
1: listeners, be coconuts, Be good when Gosman dominates the NL East. Yeah, Realize that the NL, East, it's the NL is, East is the NL East. It's not the American League East. Yeah, It's National League ball. There's there's no DH. You got, you get an automatic out one time through the lineup. Most of the best offensive Pretty players
2: much. are in the American League already. Right. With so Galsman, on the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox and the Astros. Gossman's going to be a star.
1: I don't know about star, but he's going to be good a, for In him. Atlanta. Gossman's going to do very well in Atlanta. He'll be good for him. yeah. Do not go with the Arrieta 2.0.
2: No, and and I think it's amazing because I was thinking back on it, and and we got Ari- the Arietta example, but it's not like every pitcher who leaves the Orioles becomes a star. That's just not right. true. Right. Um But the Arietta is the glaring an example, and I know um, uh, people want to point to like Josh Hader too, but Josh Hader was so young; it was it was yeah. hard to see you that can't coming as a prospect. Um, yeah. So
1: because um, yes, Galsman in the NL East, especially this year could be that it could look like Jake uh Arrieta. He could have an outstanding and really helpful. Oh, and team. we
2: and we've seen him go on runs for half a season where he looks like right. that, where he looks like an ace. Yep. Um but he just has never been able to be be that consistent. I think there's something
1: really cool going on down in Atlanta with with the number of Orioles that are down there
2: now. Yeah. Um so we got Nick Marcakis. Yeah. We got Brad Brock now. Right. Um Kevin Gossman of course. Yes. Darren O'Day. Yes. Um Ryan Flaherty. Ryan Flaherty. Don Cheedy. Oh, and the coach, Dom Cheating, Dave Wallace. Yeah, um, is that that's seven? Yeah, that's seven. That's, that's, that's seven, seven
1: guys on like an airplane of forty people or something.
2: Yeah, that's pretty wild.
1: So I think I think that's special, and that causes me to kind of start to root for Atlanta.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really it's going to be interesting to watch the NL playoffs, right? Because we could be seeing Scopey over there with the Brewers. We could see being M- Manny with LA. Yeah. Then we have all these guys with uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. So it's. It could be. It could be interesting. Um,
1: could have seen Jones in Philly. Yeah. Um, well, it still might. St- still might. We can get to
2: Jones in a second.
1: Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to school. Uh, but this return on cost, man. I think the surprising part of that was attaching O'Day to it and kind of it being a salary dump with O'Day. Yeah. And I think we didn't get the return. when I look at the returns. Uh, and Carson, I've heard of that guy. He's supposed to be really good he's a third baseman i totally understand the move for that guy his,
2: his numbers that he's, he's playing in single a or he was playing in single right. a Ben 288 on, on base percentage of 314 10 home runs he's still he's one of the he's one of the the rare younger guys that the world's got but he's only 20 right i was so the jury's still out on him i was really hoping
1: we'd get mike soroka
2: soroka yeah
1: soroka yeah
2: uh but
1: uh the international slot money is really interesting because Duquette talked about this at that at that when they traded Machado about hey this is a change we're going to go after international. And this past week also while all of this trade stuff's going on, this rumor comes about about Victor Victor. Yeah. And that the Orioles are all in on Victor Victor. Right. And that the Orioles plan on getting Victor Victor. And that's very interesting when they when a, a team that never ch- spends any of their international money got more than half of the Braves'
2: international money,
1: which now makes the Orioles have more international slot money than any other team by in three baseball. by
2: three and a half million dollars. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah, three and a half million above of, above the Yankees, I believe. Yeah, and uh, which means they can actually go get Victor Victor. Yeah, it looks like. Which which then, as we look, we, it's so hard to judge these trades, and we talk about how every trade ends. You hope is a win win, right for both teams. But you're going to have to – look, at we, we picked up 15 guys in this past week. Right. We're going to always group these guys together. But right. whatever international draft picks we sign in the next 10 months, we're going to have to group into this also because we pulled so much money in from these trades that we – if we get Victor Victor, it's because we traded Kevin Gaussman.
2: I don't know. Is that necessarily true? Because without Kevin Gossman, we have a million and a half... Or we have a million dollars more than everybody else. Now, with Kevin Gossman trade, we have three and a half... Million don't know. More than else. So, it depends
1: how much it takes to get him. Yeah.
2: You know? Um, the other guy we got in the deal is Brett Cumberland. Uh, this guy, it, it, one of the rares uh, for position that says catcher, right fielder, and designated hitter. Like, that's a position um, which is interesting to me. And I, I've heard most people say that he projects to be kind of that DH. A high on-base percentage guy. But... Uh, not great numbers this year. He's 23, and that an AAA ball this year, been 2.36. So, um, but he was their number 30th ranked prospect. Uh, the, the other guy, Bruce Zimmerman, is a starting pitcher. He's a lefty, uh, again 23 years old. I think he's going to Bowie. Um, right. He's having an okay year this year. The guy I really like though, actually, is Evan Phillips, and he's not on a top 30 list for for the Braves, but his numbers are impressive at 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 triple a this year an era of 1.99 um and even more impressive 59 strikeouts in 40 innings um and he's had a cup of coffee in the big leagues so that's evan phillips uh he's 23 years old and he's a reliever um and i i I think he could be close to major league ready and those numbers at triple a are really impressive so evan phillips not not on that prospect list but having a really great year and and curious to see um he, he might be something there evan phillips um, the only guy in the deal with major league experience, right? Um, and it was are any of the guys on their top thirty? Yes, Brett Cumberland was okay, on the top, th- turn, and I think uh, Giancarlo's uh, I, I assume uh was, was like eighteen, I think, right? And Cumberland was thirty, uh, yeah. And so I think a lot of these guys, though, because the Braves had the second best farm system in baseball. Right,
1: so they're going to go highly ranked in our
2: system. Yeah, a lot of these guys are going to go. Like, our our top 30 is going to be rehauled. That, <laughs> to and that'll us.
1: be the exciting thing. And, like, the, I, they'll do preliminary stuff in the next couple of days where you can look and see, well, here's what our farm system looks like now. But it'll really be, let's look at the end of the season and going into the next season, looking at our farm system is when things can get exciting and we can start to project. Yeah,
2: but, but, the, but you really can't. At the, those prospects, I can't. I can't, and 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 I. It feels like the Orioles went a little more quantity over quality, and I don't know if just because other teams refuse to give up qual, qual, quality players. Or right, just.
1: there seems to be hesitation. Like no one gave up a number one prospect to anybody. This trade deadline. To well,
2: anyone. that's not true. Brad Hand All was right. traded for uh, right. Mayha from from. Uh, yeah, uh, he was the number one guy, but. Um, Outside of him, you're right. No, no no one else. But I was looking back to, at 2012, our prospect list. Right. Bundy was one, Kevin Gossman was two, and Scope was three. Yeah. Outside of that, you don't recognize these names. Number four, Nick De- Delmonico. Well, we do. Xavier Avery. Like You know these names, but they never were not impact major league guys. Glenn Davis, Jason Exposi- Esposito, yeah. Parker Bridwell. Right. Most of these people fell out and might not even be in baseball Yeah, anymore. and you go all the way down 2012 to number 11, Eduardo Rodriguez. Turned out to be a really good ma- major league pitcher. Better than 10 through 4. And then you go all the way to number 20 right. in 2012. Our 20th best prospect was Josh Hader. But, so you just never
1: know how these prospects work out. But I think you're looking at the wrong year. You're looking at 2012. So if you're projecting 5 years out, that's the 2017 team that we saw. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So 2017, the team struggled. What about 2014, 2016 when we did well? Pull back. I guess you're you're thinking three years. You're thinking three years, so you took 2015, went back three years, or 2012, and that's the team that got us 2014. Is that what you're trying to project?
2: Well, I just I just picked kind of at random at, at 2012 because that's kind of the marker where we started winning, and kind of to see what kind of in the in the five because five years or six years you know which of those players turned out to be good major leaguers and which did, didn't. Right. And in that list five of them did yeah the top three and then at the back end number 11 number 20 the rest in 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 that time have not turned out to be major leaguers at all gotcha so it just goes to show that the prospects they're just that right like some guys gonna be low ranked and and shoot up i was looking at this but also
1: yeah during that time we still had the one of the worst farm systems so you hope that by bringing in guys from better farm systems Means you get more of
2: your top 30. Sure. But even our 20 guy on that terrible farm system, Josh Hader, is now one of the best pitchers in baseball. Right. So it just goes yeah, to show. You, you sure, just don't, you don't know. know. Uh, and like another good example this year, uh, Cedric Mullins. Two years ago, he was not even in our top 30. Just two years ago. Right. And now he's one of our best pro- prospects because he's played really well. Austin Hayes, the same type thing. Dylan Tate's a great example who we got from the Yankees because he was number, uh, first round drafted top 100 prospect then all of a sudden disappeared fast lost his fastball they messed with the mechanics he's not even on like the top 34 for for texas gets traded to the yankees shoots back up and now he's a number six overall prospect i think and so that's the guy's dropped down and gone back up all oh, and he's like 22, 22 two years old right so these things i mean you have players who are growing up right who are 19 20 21 22 23 they're growing into their baseball bodies they're, changing. they're some, some players are working harder than other players are working, right? There's so many things, uh, dynamics at play. So you cannot tell who from this crop is going to be great. Um, I was a little disappointed that in both these trades, we didn't get a top 100 prospect. Right. Uh, that was disappointing, but that's just, and I don't know how to, the $2.5 million is great, but I don't know how to like, I can look at a prospect list and say, okay, Cumberland's number 30 prospect for the Braves. He'll probably be number 20 for us or something. But with I don't know how to quantify
1: the international
2: international money. Like what what is that? Is that like getting a a prospect? Like how how, right. how like what's what's that equivalent to? Because if you don't spend that money, it just goes away. So right. it's weird. So it depends.
1: It. You have to use it in that year.
2: Yeah. So we have to wait and see. What do we get? Yeah, we have for that until money.
1: like july next year to use it yeah and right. so, so Victor, victor, victor why, Mesa, victor,
2: but also who else because he's hopefully he doesn't cost you eight right. million dollars hopefully exactly. he's like a four million dollar guy right and then you still have money to, to spend on other right. guys. you
1: hope that you bring in victor and a couple other guys and those guys slot in to your
2: top 30 and yeah and victor Victor's is unique in that most of these international signings are like 16 17 18 year old kids right that you're not going to see for another five in, years. In theory. There's also a lot of questions about the age of the kids right. on the international market. Sure, but most highly touted guys are usually teenagers. Yes. Victor Victor is like 21. Like He's ready for Bowie right now, right. people are saying. Right. So he's only he, – he would be part of that if you want to say we can be competitive again in three years. No, he – He can be a part of that. And
1: that's because he's Cuban, so he just defected, right? Is yes. He's DS Cuban. I, yeah, yeah. So he just defected, and so he'll be – yeah, well, he's the type of guy like a puig that he'll be up here fast.
2: Yes, that that that's the plan anyway. But again, we haven't signed him yet, and I we have the at most this, money to spe- at it, this it, point. You have to sign Victor Victor. It, it would be very disappointing if you don't sign because he's going to be Victor Victor Mesa would be a top one hundred prospect for us, uh, or if he's going to be a top one hundred prospect in baseball. He would be a top three prospect for us. Right, somewhere between Ryan Mancastle and Diaz will fall Victor Victor Mesa, but if money's the only issue, he's ours. 100% chance he's ours. Yes. But it, there's other factors, right? Like maybe he wants to play in Miami. Or he's, Maybe he wants to go to Los Angeles, right? New York. Uh, or New, New York, right? There there, are, there right. are other places. If he if he values location more, um, I don't know if Baltimore's top of his list. Um, so it's... it's. If, but if money's the deal, then, isn't, then he's ours. Isn't Diaz Cuban?
1: Yes. Also, I guarantee the Orioles say, hey, we've got this guy Diaz who's also from Cuba. You know him.
2: But like what team doesn't have a Cuban player? I feel like there's enough. I out think there. That,
1: I don't think that's true. I don't think there's that many Cuban players in baseball. No,
2: no it could be wrong. I mean, we had Henry Oridia too. I don't think he's on the, in the on the in the organization anymore, but we, we had him out of Cuba too. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see, and that's certainly part of this dynamic. The thing that that's impressed me most, or kind of surprised me most about, and I was shocked that Scope was was dealt, and we can get to him in a second. But as far as kind of what the Orioles did today. Um, it's unbelievable. It's like to, to compare it to my own pr- profession in, in, in teaching. It, I'm an English teacher, right? And English teachers most English teachers would like to teach kind of more modern texts, like contemporary texts and stuff, but we're often hand-strung by the curriculum that we're given or by the tech books that the, the or by, by the resources, right? By the books that are available to to, to, to us. Um and if someone were to give to me Right or d- give to any English teacher say hey listen we're going to stop reading Shakespeare, we're going to stop reading Charles Dickens, we're going to let you read some contemporary books, we'll give you the resources go out and do it. Most teachers English teachers even though they would think that would be a more effective way to teach wouldn't do it because they've been doing the same thing for 20 years, they've been teaching Shakespeare 20 years they're going to c- continue to do it right. Dan Duquette um, I, it's almost unbelievable that they had this philosophy since he got here in 2012 to not to just ignore international the international scene altogether. No scouts right. ignore ignored al ignore to sign veterans to look for these kind of loopholes to, to 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 look for these undervalued players and then literally like almost in the span of a, a, a month completely do a one eighty and just and to do it so well like it's almost like Dan Duquette had this notebook in his closet. That he was right. waiting to
1: pull out. That was a, in case of emergency, break this.
2: Yeah, and, and like Dan Duquette kept on looking at it and say, Hey, hey, and Angelo's family, can, can, can I pull out this notebook? And they said, no, 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 no. And finally they said, okay, fine. And so he busts out the, right. he breaks the glass, he busts out the emergency plan. And it just, it's impressive it's... how Dan Duquette has done this 180. Almost yes. like... And now we're in on Victor. Victor, wait a minute. We didn't have a single international presence at all. Now all of a sudden, we we, we know who the top guy. top guy is, and we're going for him, and we're and we're getting more money. It's it shows for a, a front office that been, has been labeled as incompetent for so long. I think it's a testament to Dan Duquette. The ability to kind of lead, right? Because I don't think this is Brady Anderson who's who's leading this one hundred and eighty, right? I think this has a lot to do with Dan Duquette, it, it and I don't feels... know if he here's past this. If he's here here past this year, but this has been an impressive performance, an yes. impressive going out party, if it is that for for Dan Duquette. And, and
1: I am glad you brought this up because it does. It feels like it feels like the team's been sold. It feels like we're under new yeah, ownership. It does. We, it's, it's completely different, which is great. I mean, it's for whatever you want to say about Peter Angelos. John Angelos and Lou Angelos have. It's been really. Seems like they're really taking charge of this, and it it's exciting. It got me thinking this after this afternoon. I, I worked late to make sure I worked through the because I wanted to be on the computer during all this trade deadline, and while I'm driving home and just thinking about it, and I realized, you know what? We keep hearing this whole Buck and Dan. They don't get along. At least one of them's gone, and I'm like, you know what? With these type of moves, I think. Dan Duquette's staying. And for months I've been saying, Buck stays, Dan goes. Right now I think, Dan stays. And Buck might go, Buck might stay. I don't really know why Buck would want to stay through a rebuild. But I can totally see why Dan would want to stay through the rebuild. And the fact that they let that the Orioles let Dan go out there and trade Gaussman and trusted him to trade Gaussman and Scope, tells me, like, those are your biggest trade chips. That if you were bringing in a new GM, wouldn't you hold on to them and say, let's see what the new GM wants to do in November with these guys? So I think Duquette's here to stay, and I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. I love what Duquette has done in the past month. I've al- I, Even before then, I was saying, I like Duquette. I've been confident with what he's done. But I think this is pretty exciting for the future of this organization.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was, I think, a, a, a McPhail with the Phillies. Before Andy McPhail was with the Phillies, a guy named R- Ruben Amaro was with the Phillies. R- Ruben Amaro was the guy that traded everybody away, right. and then they brought in McPhail. So it, it's happened before where the guys trade everybody away, and then another guy's gets come in to, right. to build it back up but again. But it's
1: not really what you want to do I, if, if, unless you had something. For the type of trades that they made, none of this stuff was overwhelming. It wasn't, oh, I won't be able to get that type of deal for Gosman in November.
2: Yeah. I was expecting them to to wait in the off season. I thought maybe you had more suitors and more buyers um in the off season and then um you could kind of make a plan then um but they decided to 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 do it now. If you look at the history of Buck showalter with the Diamondbacks uh with the Yankees before that, it sounds like Buck showalter is a guy that can knows what he's up for with the rebuild, yeah. Uh, and Dan Duquette too, with the Expos and with the Red Sox. It sounds like both these guys know how to do. And a it rebuild.
1: does make me wonder: has the conflict been Dan Buck, or has it been Buck wanting Dan to bug more? For it, how much of this was influenced by Angelos? And now that Duquette's free to do what he wants, does that change their relationship?
2: Yeah, I, I think another thing to watch here, though, is our salaries going, our payroll That's has going down has been. Even this year, before all these trades, has been competitive, right? With other teams. We haven't been at the bottom.
1: Right. Even though we've said we're a small market team, we have not been, our salaries have not matched
2: that. I, I never really thought all that much about it, but this has got me to think more about it in that one of the reasons we were able to spend so much in payroll. It's because we weren't spending anything <laughs> internationally, right? Sure. We weren't spending anything on scouts. Right. We weren't spending anything on facilities in internationally. Right. And, and so all the money and all that stuff. Yeah. All the money was going to pay for payroll. Right. And so now we can expect, even when we're good again, in three years, we we, we can or four years or five years, we, we can expect the payroll not to go back to what it was before because we're investing more money overseas. Right. right?
1: That's that's why Darren O'Day was traded. That's a
2: straight salary dump. That's thirteen million dollars. That. Presumably, you, you would invest into scouts, facilities, right. or putting the technology. Savings, yeah, technology, health, all that stuff. Whatever. Yeah. New people in the uh, in in the in the. I, I I've always heard that we're we have few employees as far as the front office. We have fewer than most teams in the front office. So, so maybe hiring right. a front office guy or something. Um. So. But but so so that's disappointing that our payroll will probably be less. But 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 then I think more about it. I think okay. So that's like you don't go out and sign Kobe Rasmus. I'm, right, I'm right. okay with that. We've, we've
1: I'm okay with that. It means Chris Davis will one day come off the books. I mean, we've wasted. We have not. We've been a high spender, but we haven't been a wise spender. Yeah, and I'm excited. I think Duquette or whoever it is can do a better job.
2: I mean, it's a little depressing now if you look at our our lineup. Uh, yeah, and yeah, who's left on the that. team. Well, because. Who's on the lineup? It's not even kids. It's it's not even like, here's young, exciting players. It's, no, it's here's well, whose contracts we could not move. Davis. Right? Trumbo. Jones. Uh, Jones. Uh, Peterson. Peterson. Valencia. Nunez. Yeah. yeah. Um, N- Nunez, at least, is somewhat young. Yeah, Nunez and wins. N- young. record. Craig Gentry, is gonna, he's on a rehab assignment right. now, I think. He'll be back soon. Don't worry. Yeah. 35-year-old Craig Gentry's going to be in our outfield soon enough. Uh, so it's not – we haven't – I think next year is going to be a different type squad I think, with a lot of younger players. I don't think we're going to get there quite and I think, quite there this year. I don't think those guys are quite ready this right. year. And, of course, September we're going to see the young guys. We're going
1: to see Some a lot of them. Of, I still
2: to, don't think we're going to see a lot of them.
1: You don't think we're going to see – I think September we see Mullins, Stewart. Uh, Mullins, absolutely. M- Mullins might be up this week.
2: Yeah. I, I, I hope Mullins is up this week. Um, but I don't think – Stewart? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, all the, the most of those guys aren't even on the forty man roster, so ah, You would have to true. put them on the forty man. That's true. Forty man. And then you have to start tough. the clock and stuff like that. So I don't see the reason. Uh, okay. to. Okay. Good point. Um, so I think that covers the Kevin Gossman. Uh, anything else to say about the Kevin Gossman deal? No, we can
1: that move on. That that came in. What I think rumors about that came around two thirty today. It was when we started hearing whispers about Kevin Gossman. Yeah. And we started texting each other, and you you texted. Phew, it's Kevin Gaussman. It's, we were talking, I guess it must have been Valencia, because I wasn't thinking anything big. You were excited it was Gosman because yeah. you said at least they're not trading Scope.
2: Yeah. I, I was disappointed they traded Scope. I was. And, and I, I'll tell you why, too. Another homegrown guy, though. I mean, this is Scope, homegrown, homegrown drafted by Baltimore. Uh, so it was, it was tough to see him go.
1: I'm trying to pull up the, uh, the little video. At the Orioles put out, and then this here it goes. Ah, uh, see their their Twitter video is not working. Center field, as he does it.
0: Goodbye, home run in his first major league game. Jonathan Scump's got a homer. Jonathan Scump, can he do it? Yes, he can. The fly ball.
1: I hope Scope and Machado reunite next year at some team.
2: Yeah, I know. If if they do, I'm gonna immediately become a fan of that team. Um Jonathan Scope, another guy that, that that was drafted here and, and grew up here and it, and it was, it's, if it the stuff did go. My argument for not trading scope, and I was disappointed. I thought the return, which we can get to in a second, was, was better than it was for Gossman. Right. I thought it was, it was a down year for scope. It until was. The, until the past month. It was. I, I thought the return reflected, I think reflected his value well, though. I don't think they got, I don't think they sold completely low on him. Right. I think the past two weeks where he's been freaking in fuego. Yeah. 500 five runs that,
1: in five games. Yeah.
2: Right? I, I think that helps. Um,
1: that's true. How often does the AL Player of the Week get traded? Yeah, like two days after he's announced AL Player of the Week.
2: Yeah, but my and I and I know rebuilding, you trade everybody who's not going to be here in three years. Jonathan Scope was one of those yeah. guys who wasn't going to be here. I but, was not even to talk to him about an extension. That, yeah, that's crazy. And, and and my my argument was always okay. So in four years, what's the best team you could possibly have out there? And let's take it by position by position. And I would argue in four years, the best person that you could have, have at second base would have been Jonathan Scope. He's sure. gonna be better in four years. And so that's like one position. If you locked him up now, that's one position you you you, you can take care of. Like my concern is, and Jonathan Scope uh uh is only I mean he, he's a he's a younger guy, right? He's only twenty six. So in, in in thirty years in, old. So he'll be thirty, yeah. Um but but my 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 concern is if you look three years or four years da- down the road We'll have, okay, let's say we have a great outfield. We have three great starters. There's still going to be a lot of holes. You can't grow every single player. Right, right. right. You're not going to have. That's why we have even the Astros and the Cubs go out and making deals, making trades, making splash free agency. Right. Because you can't address every need just based on your own farm system. Right. Because you're not going to have everyone grow up to be an no. a, a, a everyday major league player. And so, John, and the scope like solve second base. So we don't have to worry about second base. We can focus our development on these other guys. Um, but maybe they thought, you know what? We 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 don't want to waste the money we have to spend to keep him this year and next year, then the year after if you're going to re re re, 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 re sign him. So that's years like that's like ten million dollars a year or whatever it is that you're wasting for a four, guy four four and three to four years. From now. Yeah, yeah, just for what we're going to get from him when when he's twenty nine and thirty. And so I guess the argument there is, you know, we're not gonna be good in the next couple of years, so let's not pay right, we can and always, waste money. We can
1: always buy someone who's good at second base then.
2: Right. Right. So why spend now for it? We can spend for it later. And so, you know, I, I'm convinced that okay, fine. I'm okay with it. I still I, I, I just love John the Scope so much. I love his his smile, I love the way he plays, and I'm and I'm impressed by Birdland is amazing. And they're all saying, you know, this is what the Orioles need to do and necessary. and i, I, I I'm there with you. But I can't. I have a hard time being as objective as everyone else because I just really like Jonathan Scope, and I love watching him play second base. I love his rocket arm. I love that that he's a power hitting second baseman. I think he's undervalued uh, by like kind of the the, the, the defensive metrics um, and, and and other numbers. I think he's an I think he's above average second baseman, um, a guy you can build your infield around. And so I have a really hard time see, see, seeing him go. With all that said. The Orioles the are in the middle of a rebuilding process, and as Dan Duquette said, it's better to kind of knock the building down. I don't remember his quote was something about destroying the building, burn it down, then that right, and then start from the ground up. It's not a dumpster fire anymore. Yeah, it's not like we; it's all burned down, <laughs> right. So uh, the fire re- is is out, and right. now we're starting we're to rebuild, picking up the ashes. Yeah, though there's still some like pillars still left standing from the fire, right? As in Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo, Dylan like, Bundy. Yeah, we tried to let them on fire, but they just wouldn't burn, okay. so we're kind of still stuck so, with them. Right, right. Chris Davis is the wall that you were hoping would go down with the fire.
1: Yeah, but he's still standing right. there. The, the big old tree that you know you're gonna have to get someone to take it down. you were hoping yeah. the fire would do it naturally,
2: but in reality, in ten years, it's still gonna be yeah. there, just annoying everybody. Well, maybe they'll get rid of the shifts, and then and then that tree is helpful again yeah um so the 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 return for him the 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 return for 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 scope is interesting they got jonathan Villar, who is a major league he's a major league infielder uh yeah. a shortstop right play shortstop second base um uh gene carmona or, or Jean carmona um and then luis ortiz which is uh Uh, A right hand starting pitching, right hand starting pitcher.
1: The uh, the quote you were looking for just came up on Twitter. Okay, yeah. What what did he say? "Uh, It's like building a home. You you demolish it and build it up from the ground up. We're trying to rebuild
2: as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, Valar is interesting, right? Because he's a guy that's – I guess the Brewers didn't want him because <laughs> he's another guy that becomes a free agent in 2021. Right. So he's not part of it's the long-term short term. plans. Um, but two years ago in 2016, he had 62 stolen bases. He had 19 home runs, batted 285 with an on-base of 369, has not been able to re- re- regain that form. Right. But I guess maybe the Orioles are hoping you play him every day and, and hope kind of you – get lucky right, and, because
1: that's the type of guy we've never had
2: yeah we yeah he brings speed like and, and maybe you can flip him if he if he starts playing well again for some more prospects right uh jean Car- Car- carmona i think he's the only guy that is a true project he's 18 years old um so he's only played in rookie ball um he's an international guy from the dominican republic and so we'll see
1: right that's that's great though. you need some of those guys that you need to get lucky
2: yeah because we're running out of spots on our Bowie roster, yeah. Uh, Luis Ortiz is going to go to Bowie, and here here's a, a guy who was, has formerly been a top 100 prospect, um, but but this year again he's only um, he, he's a, he's another guy. I feel like they're all around this age. He's 22, um, and is having an okay year at their Double A affiliate. ERA of um, sixty eight innings pitched, sixty five strikeouts, a whip of one point one nine. So he's the guy that I think the Orioles project. Hopefully to be a part of that starter rotation in a couple of years. Um, but all of a sudden, if you throw, you know, you already have Keegan Aikens at Bowie as a starter, you throw Tate, who we got from the Yankees in there, Luis Ortiz. I mean, if you want to look at an area that has been significantly upgraded with these trades, it's our, it's, it's our Bowie roster specifically though. Our starter rotation has gotten better because of these trades. So,
1: so we're going to win the double A championship again.
2: I don't know. I, I don't know what our record is right now, Bowie. It might've been too late. Uh, you mean we're not? It's not like Arena
1: Football where but, we can win two wins and then win the championship. No,
2: because there's more than four teams in, <laughs> <that, laughs> in right. double right. right, You got to in League.
1: You got to earn your right into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, the Eastern League uh, have, has more than four teams. So, <laughs> um, but overall, like I'm, I'm happy the with the with the. I think the the, the, the return is decent for a yeah. guy for a year and a half of of and scope. It um, is. It was hard to see him go, but I'm 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 kind of pleased with the return. I think we got a good pitcher. Um, we got a guy to play second base for us in, uh, in Vilar, And then we got a a prospect, uh, who, who knows what's going to happen to him. So again, no one really knows. Uh, but it depends on, on how these guys d- develop, but our, right. our whole, I mean, how many players to- total did we get with all these deals, 15, 15 guys, plus That's international amazing. money. It's outstanding. I would guess about 10 of these guys would go into our top 30. <laughs> I think, yeah, <laughs> about yeah. 10 of them. No, right,
1: I think. We, right now we are at, we were at the bottom. I think we'll be maybe
2: in the mid, as far as farm system goes. Farm systems? yeah, we were already I think moving up clo- we close we to, mo- to the middle. Yeah, I think we'll be on the above average. I would say I don't know in in the ten I'd range, say, in, the, in the ten to, to the fifteen right, range. I'd
1: say if you're planning a trip to Sarasota, I would plan not this coming off season, but maybe the following. Next couple off seasons would be some fun Sarasota games.
2: Yeah. And this is what our podcast is going to turn into. <laughs> yeah, let's, a buoy. A buoy. And then like, like, let's project the lineup for twenty twenty two. And we don't have to do it now, but I think it'd be a fun game. That would to be see fun to do. What's going the lineup weeks. gonna look like in twenty twenty two?
1: But I keep looking I keep telling people twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, yeah. I think I'm going three years. Yeah. There's people online saying five years. I really think when you well, when you blow up the house like this. A, you can cut it to three years
2: yeah I, I mean what do you mean I mean for the Phillies we're watching the Phillies this has been three years for them right so it's but like what what do you mean when I say three years I mean three years till we start being competitive again yeah I don't mean three years we're win the World Series I mean three years we're gonna start being competitive again and we can start looking to add in pieces and we can the window right begins to be open three years from now is when I predict
1: 90 wins or something some crap where I'm gonna go on our our preseason podcast and say hey this team has a shot at the wild card
2: yeah well i'll say 82 wins over 500 where we've gone from being a 100 lost team to now we're actually trying to win again yeah exactly yeah um Um, but again it's it all depends on how these players develop right because that team has got to be in three years the team will be be made mostly up of prospects and is cedric mullins actually as good as he's playing in triple a we don't know that yet is ryan mackhouse it can actually can, can he play defense we don't know that yet um, who's Trey Mancini? Is Trey Mancini good or not? I don't well, think we I, know. <laughs>
1: and I want to get to that because I, I want to talk a little bit about who's left. And Trey Mancini's one of those guys where I'm like, all right, he's left, but what does he do for this team? And uh, with, we still get, Trumbo's stuck here for another year, right? Yes. Davis is stuck here for like another five years.
2: Yes, this is year three of a seven year deal, yeah, I think. Sorry, yeah, so four more years. Four and a half, yeah.
1: What are we doing with Mancini? We really, in 2021, Mancini is not our left fielder. I can go on record and say right, that.
2: Right. Well, I think what helps is after this year, and and you hope they can still move Trumbo because you know I think the Orioles are going to be strong candidates to make some um, waiver uh, with some some waiver deals because uh, you have the non waiver yes uh, trade deadline deal and uh, then, yeah and then uh, like Valencia. Trumbo, these are potential I, waiver wire deals. And Jones, I think. Jones, Jones, I think Jones. And Jones isn't going anywhere. I,
1: we got. I wanted to talk about Jones too, because that was the other talk this week. Is that the Phillies were interested in Jones apparently, but Jones turned it down. Um. So,
2: what do you want to talk about? Where Trey Mancini plays, or you want to talk about Adam no, Jones can, here? Which one do you want to go first? Well, well let's let, let, let's finish the Trey Mancini talk. All right. Because Mark Trumbo is only here for another year after this year, even if you can't trade him. Right. He'll be here next year if you can't trade him. So the
1: question is – And
2: then once Trumbo gone, that opens up the position for for Trey Mancini and Chris Davis to do first base first base. Yeah.
1: And is that – Fight it out. Yeah. I don't know. I guess ultimately your goal is to
2: get Mancini back to first base. I think in a perfect world, Chris Davis is average again. And you can keep right. Chris Davis at first base. Well, yeah, you're going to you're going to ban the shift, and then he can hit the ball again. Yeah, I mean, he's shown flashes. For he's been good for a couple of days, right? right? I think he you got still two, hope two home runs on Friday or Saturday. I mean, like I'm just, you can say all you want, trade Davis, cut Davis. It's not happening, boys and girls. Right. And at this point, I, I don't even think you should cut Davis because who cares? The 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 team is losing anyway. You're paying him anyway. So why not play him and see? if Maybe he can return to f- half of what he used to be. And so, if Chris Davis can turn to be a serviceable first baseman, you keep him there. Trey Mancini makes sense as a DH. That's kind of who he is. So, you DH Trey Mancini. Um, Chris Davis, I don't even know if Trey Mancini is a good DH anymore. though. I don't know if he's a good hitter. I don't know.
1: Right. He's, he's at two
2: twenty eight this year. He's having a terrible year. Yeah. Uh, this is not a slump. It's a terrible year. And we've been so distracted by other bad players that we've forgotten about how bad Trey Mancini is. I mean, this has been – I mean, really, pick on anybody. Everyone's been terrible this year. Right. Um, but i think the jury you you can find out you know next year how good tra trey, trey mancini is um adam jones
1: yeah so adam jones so i mean i was I, there goes the orioles promoting the game of thrones ticket package with the kevin gossman bobblehead on a dragon
2: does that does that give away how does this work what's, what's uh, the process does that giveaway still exist it has so. to. It's got to. They, They've already had the bobbleheads. They, they even yeah.
1: painted his little tattoo on his arm. So you can't just swap the head.
2: Yeah. So it has to be. It's yeah, got to
1: be a Kevin Gosman giveaway. Yeah. I don't know. So, i always okay. remember the A's giving a Cespedes t-shirt night two days after they traded Cespedes. Yeah. At least we've got a few weeks to process the Kevin Gosman trade before we get Kevin Gosman. And, hey, it's a dragon. So I'm still tempted to get it.
2: Oh, I, I kind of want it now more, you know more than ever.
1: Will this make eBay prices go down? Because I don't really feel like going to the game, but I want the bobblehead. No,
2: I think they'll go up. This is like a collector's item now.
1: Uh, that's uh, that's a tough one. I'll have, to, I'll have to keep
2: an eye out on that. So apparently Adam Jones was offered... They had a deal uh, in she, place. Right. Chance to go to the Phillies. But Adam Jones said, no, I'll pass. Yeah. Um, Josh, put me in the head a little bit about Adam Jones. And we can talk about the Orioles' response right. to it. But why... In, in the name of all that is good, why would Adam Jones turn down a chance to play for a competitive playoff team and I've a been, chance at a World Series? I've been thinking about this
1: because it's been bugging me. And and I realize it doesn't... Because on the surface, it makes no sense. It, I... He wasn't going to bring much back for the Orioles. I don't care that. I, but forget not, the Orioles, just Adam Jones. Right. So I'm not. I'm just putting out. I don't care that Adam Jones didn't want to go.
2: I think because, they wanted more for the money savings. Myself, the Orioles. Yeah, did. maybe. Yeah.
1: But like, it's not like we were going to get anything in return. I don't think him staying hurts the Orioles. Um, I think they hurt I th- No, I think they wanted to move him to. I think a slot for Cedric Mullins was the was what they were trying to do. Yeah. But, and save money. Right. So. I wasn't worried about prospects or whatever. We weren't getting that, right? Uh, he was going to be kind of like a Brock trade and maybe some
2: international money maybe in international there. Maybe international money, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Um
1: But it, I was disappointed because I wanted to cheer. I want to see Adam Jones win a World Series ring, and he's not going to do that in Baltimore. So, but you want to see the mindset of Adam Jones?
2: Yeah. Why would Adam Jones not take a chance to win a World Series? So, this guy talks about winning all the time. Because
1: I was thinking, I was thinking this through because I was promoting the whole. Trade Jones, let him get his ring, then let him come back here and be a leader, and let him because we know that as much as he loves BWI, he's invested in his community, his family's in this in this area. He um, he's even talked this week about how his son is in the same class as Chris Davis's son for school.
2: Oh, I didn't hear him say that. Yeah, that funny. Yeah. So yeah. How would you
1: like to be that teacher? But they um, both get A's automatically. automatically. <laughs> but um, like. He bought Cal this mansion down in, uh, was that, Green Spring area? Yeah. He He's made his life as home. So I can Heavily see involved him. in the community. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he's so invested here. That. Absolutely. He loves the city. Yes, loves the city. And then you see the team, and you see that when well, he's comfortable here, he's, he's comfortable with all the employees. Have you ever had a job offer where the job offer is obviously better, but you're comfortable here? Sure. And you know how things work here? Sure. And you know this, yeah. So I can see that mindset of, well, I'm just going to stay with what I know and comfortable. I don't think, I don't think the Phillies are going to go to the World Series. I don't think I'm going to improve the Phillies that much.
2: Right. But where I get maybe stuck. concerned that he's not playing every day. He likes to play right, every exactly. day. He loves I'm, to play I'm, baseball. I get to just have fun here. I'm not there's
1: I'm not frustrated here. I'm having fun. Um, I like I get to play with scope and galls. And
2: oh, no, he, he knows they're gone, right? He knows even I, before he I, turns on the train. You think oh, he, yes. I think I,
1: I would assume he was. Um, but here's what I can't get past. So I totally understand that mindset. I don't, until, but okay. Until you think of the fact that you're talking about going and working for this new company for two months. Yes. Three months if you're lucky. Yes. You're not moving your family. Yes. You're going away for two, three months. And you have a chance to win a ring. Yes. That sounds unbelievable. That sounds like I would do that no matter what. Yeah. And that's where I'm surprised Adam Jones didn't take that. Yeah.
2: The the only thing I can conclude.
1: I've got, I've got one more theory, but let's hear yours.
2: The only thing I can conclude based on this is this is not just a theory. This is a fact that Adam Jones cares more about other things than he does winning. I think that's hard for some people to understand that hard for me to understand. That there are more things important, like maybe I don't know family or something, whatever. There's more important things than winning in Adam Jones' life, and I don't. Yes. I, and I, I like I sincerely don't understand that. <laughs> like you're a baseball player, that's like the whole motivation is to win, and so now you have a chance for two months to go chase something, and then you continue with the rest of your life. But here's a chance to go win, and he said, "No, I'm good being on a hundred-loss team." I don't really get that, but go ahead, Josh. Go ahead and share, share your other theory. But clearly, he values no. other things more than winning, which is yeah, fine.
1: Which is fine, and I understand that. And that's I what, don't understand it, but, but fine. I accept that, it. That is what irritates people when Flacco talks about his family, and they're like, yeah. but you suck at football. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Um, here's my other theory that I was thinking through today. Dan Duquette has made it pretty clear this team's getting younger, this team's getting younger, this yes. team's getting younger, this team's getting younger. He's kind of made it clear that he doesn't want Adam Jones around next year. Yes. Adam Jones keeps saying, I love Baltimore. I love it here. I'm comfortable here. My family's here. I want to stay 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 here. Yes. Maybe Adam Jones sees it as, I can spend two months here, step back, and show how much of a player coach I can be, how much I can invest into these young guys where they say, hey, Adam's not all about the money. He'll take this hometown discount. We'll pay him. He understands he's going to be a part-time player from now on. But look, he's going to be invested and be part of this team, help turn this team around. He is going to be a player coach getting us through this rebuild. Maybe that is why he sat down and had that meeting in Toronto with John Angelos, why he would be sticking around. That's my only thought is to prove this two months – that the Orioles should bring them back next year.
2: Yeah, you and and you have a lot of dumb theories, Josh. But that one is less dumb. That one is is one of your least dumb theories. Oh, ever. I'm trying to. I'm trying. Um, you know,
1: when when you when you're dealing with a baseball player and you've got to take out the chance to win a World Series off the board, then you got to look at it as a normal job. And what would you do in a normal job in this?
2: Yeah, and if and this is and this is already making me uncomfortable. If this was two thousand one, if this was two thousand ten, if this was two thousand fifteen, I know how this story would end. I don't know how it's gonna. The Adam Jones story is gonna end in two thousand eighteen because the situation is this: in in the two thousand fifteen version, two thousand two thousand version, two thousand ten version, he goes. It's no, no, he stays. It's oh. it's ownership versus GM. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ownership sides with the player. Right. He stays. Yes. Um, because I see what you're saying, right. Ownership loves Adam Jones. They have to, They right. Ownership loves,
1: he's a, the freaking face of the team. Right. And they need Adam Jones to sell this team. Yes. To yeah. sell it to the fans.
2: Yes. He, he, you, you can put him on every front. He. He says the right thing all the time. He, he's, 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 he's active in the community. He's active on social media in a good way, though. I don't understand a lot of his gifts. Um, but outside of that. This year, though, they clearly, right, have given the reins over to Dan Duquette. Yes. And Dan Duquette looks at the team and looks at it not as who can sell tickets. He looks at it as what's going to be the best for this rebuilding process. Right, And it's hard to argue that Adam Jones is the best for the rebuilding process. Prop. Uh, process. As if you're looking at him as just a
1: player on the field that fills yes. a slot.
2: Forget all the other stuff. Right. Here's a 34, whatever whatever it be next year. 33 this year? Yeah. A 34-year-old player when we're trying to get younger right. doesn't make sense. Right. Um, but the ownership can see, okay, here's a guy that's been, you know, spent his whole major league career here um, the
1: the, the way as we thought the, the Oriole way he's the last per, only at, person
2: yes I, I want him I want him to resign with the Orioles even though I know it's not going to help the rebuilding process just because I'm sentimental and yeah. I'm a knucklehead and I'm a fan I want them to resign it's, Adam it's, Jones it's
1: very similar to Brian Roberts we all knew Brian Roberts' career was done yeah we still wanted Brian Roberts on the Orioles but
2: Adam Jones is much I feel bigger than Brian Roberts was now Brian Roberts was a big deal. Yeah, but I think Adam Jones is some way is, because of the success they've had. They right. really didn't have success with Brian Roberts. True, Adam Jones is kind of a bigger deal.
1: A little, yeah. All right, then I would put out there Nick Markakis, and and no one saw this resurgence of Nick Markakis that he's had in Atlanta. Yeah, this Adam, year.
2: but Adam Jones is a better player than Nick Markakis, or has but been yeah, in the Adam, past.
1: That's what I'm saying. Adam Jones is still a better player. Adam Jones has is way more outspoken, connect with the community. There's way more positive things. So I feel like. It's time for Adam Jones to show. We we saw quotes from other GMS and clubhouse guys saying how well. Yeah, I want Adam in my clubhouse for the postseason, just to have his presence here because whether he's on the field or not, he makes his leadership, his style makes the guys around him better. He loosens guys up. He he, can, but it can also get them focused. That he him in your clubhouse makes you a better team. What, he need, what we need to see him do is take that and, in these two months, show that he makes the younger players better by having him on your
2: bench. Okay, and Dan Duquette, honestly, is going to roll his eyes and laugh at you yes. with this, whole, this the whole nonsense. Yes. And so it's setting up to be a situation is going to be really awkward because Adam Jones, yes. clearly, <laughs> he would rather stay with the Orioles on a 100-loss team than go play for a World Series. What's he going to do next year? A hundred percent, he's going to want to be back in Baltimore. Yeah, What's Dan Duquette be. going to want to do? Dan Duquette's going to want to move on yes. to Cedric Mullins in center field. What's ownership going to do? Normally, they would side with Adam Jones and say, Dan Duquette, shut up and sign him. I don't know now, though. I and think it's, it's making up for a very awkward It's It is. It's making up for an and I, confrontation. And, I, oh, it, it makes me uncomfortable
1: already. Right. But I see, I see that... I, again, he met with John Angelos. He didn't meet with Dan Duquette in Toronto. He's smart. He knows the ownership gets to say. I think ownership can look at – I think they're doing interesting things with public relations. So it's bringing back Eddie Murray and Brooks Robinson and trying to make these these Hall of Fame Orioles like part of this team still and part of this community. I can see a lot if, if Adam's not going to cost you a lot, keep him around to be part of this team, part of this community, on the ownership side, yeah. saying, I want him in. I see a guy like Brady who wasn't a lifelong Oriole but came back later on and has really helped teach these young guys. And if you can get that out of Adam Jones, that's something really special as well. But I, But again, when, I you're, when you're looking at a computer model, yeah. it doesn't make any sense.
2: It doesn't make any sense. It It, 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 it doesn't make any sense on paper at all. Um, though I would argue, and I think I could argue this, that Adam Jones would not be blocking any spots in the outfield if he agrees to move to right field. Because if he moves to right field... I think field, he'll be a perfectly capable right fielder. Right, I do too. And Cedric Mullins can go play center field. And then, like, no one else is ready next year. I don't think anyone. I don't think Hayes, no. Stewart, I don't think they're ready next Jones, year. Jones is not blocking spots.
1: Davis is blocking spots. Yeah,
2: and then the, the next year, right? And so... If, 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 if we did this, next year Mullins would be your center fielder, Jones in right, Trey Mancini unfortunately still in left, you can't get right. rid of Trumbo. The year after that, you get rid of Trumbo, Mancini vacates that left position, then all of a sudden, Stewart is ready for left field, or Hayes, right. whoever progresses in the minors, is ready for left field. And then Jones becomes a part-time. And then Jones can switch to right, I think even right, you have Mullins and then whoever's ready in left field, and then the year after that... If we want to get farther down that road in three years right. from now, he becomes that fourth outfielder. So
1: you offer, so no
2: problem offering him a th- three-year deal. In that case, I would do it. But again, I understand Dan Ket's But I'm a fan. I understand Dan Duquette's perspective. Like, it, no, it doesn't make sense as part of the, the rebuild. So it's right. just setting up for this awkward confrontation that is going to make. I, it makes me so conflicted because. This is where where I get too attached. Yeah, and I love my Adam Jones, and I want the, and it's just so cool to have a great player stay on the same team for life right. for the life. And I know yep. he was drafted by the the Mariners, but doesn't his whole matter. major league career has been with the Orioles. And and how often do we get a guy who loves Baltimore like this and doesn't want to leave? And now we're going to kick the guy out. A guy who wants to stay. Oh, oh! But I understand it from Dan Duquette's perspective. Right. Oh.
1: right. Baseball has changed and all that. So. Players don't stick around. But I just I would, want a
2: nice resolution to this, and I don't think I'm going to get it. Yeah, I feel like
1: I feel like what it's going to be. I don't is, even know what a is. nice
2: resolution would look like.
1: It's you know what it is It's going to be Nick Markakis 2.0, where <laughs> where Nick wants to come back and Dan Duquette won't answer the phone or won't meet with him or won't talk to him. I but I would. I don't know. I'd love to see Adam Jones back. I I think I'd even love. I'd be excited if get this stuff out of the way in September they give him an extension
2: yeah even just two years right just two two two, years years. years, because in two years those young guys will be ready and then you can have another conversation in two years if it's working or not who
1: who do you want in right field next year Adam Jones or Joey, record
2: no. I think a lot of people would argue that they want to see even next year. DJ Stewart, he's not ready. Or Austin Hayes. I mean, DJ Stewart has struggled at AAA this right. year. Right.
1: He's not ready. Don't rush him up. Austin Hayes is playing like crap this Austin year. Austin
2: Hayes hasn't. I don't know if he's played the played in the field since since May. I mean, he's been right. hurt the whole year. It's been yeah. like a lost year for Austin Hayes, unfortunately. So, um, a couple of things from the Facebook chat. We've been ignoring it, but there's been a lot of chatter in, in the in the. Yeah, Facebook. that's normally Bert's job. Yeah, um, and someone did make a comment about what happened to to, to, to Burt here
1: we, we traded him for some international draft money yeah don't know what happened to Burt uh,
2: the comment with Kyle was what soccer podcast did, guys, did you guys trade Burt to how much international trade money did you guys get for him I'll miss him too maybe as much as scope I don't think they're talking about that last comment I'll miss him too <laughs> no, as nah, much nah. as scope that's not I don't, about the, Bert, I don't think it's about Burt um, but because Burt will be back on the podcast at some point, right? He,
1: because again, we can't trade him. But
2: I think the soccer pot, yeah, we can't trade him. It's like, it's like him. Chris Davis; we're stuck with the got a, contract. Yeah, it's he makes zero dollars and he's right. still untradeable. How bad is <laughs> yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah, but he, he is living it up in Disney World now. I guess he's too busy having fun, going doing beers around the world, and he can't make it uh, here. Uh, Spencer says about Adam Jones, kind of echoing what you said: his leadership will help in, in the rebuild. He has to move to right field, but I would hedge bets that he won't be on the team next year. Yeah, I fear that. I fear that same thing. Like I would like him in right field next year, but I think maybe he won't. Kyle says, "Didn't Jones play infield growing up? Could he move to third base?" <laughs> he, he was. He was dra- he, he played shortstop. Uh, I think he's drafted as a shortstop, like a lot of players are. Um, but playing your whole career in center field, I think it's a tough move. Um. All right. So, yeah, I think that's going to be something ugly to watch but in the meantime i think at that point maybe we've been we'll be so beaten up by losing scope and losing machado and losing britain nah, jones that, will hurt
1: jones will hurt <laughs> there's we'll, no way about we'll it we'll
2: be numb to, to to the pain maybe i mean this
1: the sun goes down like the, these the teams stars come that we had these great like all team that songs and excitement is here, I know. How I do, it's the end, end. And how do we, be the same. are these, do we classify these as the Buck Showalter years, the Manny Machado years, the,
2: the, glad you came and we won't stop years, you know? Yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people kind of talk about, oh, don't forget
1: this one. Yeah. as one of the worst <laughs> season-ending songs. Glad that we traded this person.
2: Oh, don't get nasty with it.
1: And I couldn't find the "We Won't Stop" song, so I won't play that one.
2: Yeah, I mean, from 2012, when 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 you made it as a wild card, and then got back in in 2014, uh, won the division unbelievably, won the American League East in 2014, the 2016 went to the playoffs again. A lot of people, are, I think, are are going to refer to these as the years we just got lucky, which I think is unfair. Um but I think a lot of people are gonna say we just somehow randomly fell in. I don't think you can fall into winning the AL East and being competitive um, for four years. Um But yeah, I think we'll remember this kind of as the Adam Jones, Adam Jones' team, the Manny Machado teams. Um certainly the kind of the, the tail end of the the weeders and 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 Markekes. Um it did start with Dan Duquette and, and 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 Mark Trumbo. but I think we're going to look back and, on this. And Mark Trumbo. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Mark Trumbo.
1: Are giving Mark Trumbo?
2: These are the Mark no, Trumbo years. Mark Trumbo has nothing to do with this. Um, but I, th- I think we'll look back on these years fondly and we'll wonder. We will wonder like. What how, if? Or no, I even like how are we this good? <laughs> like how did this happen?
1: Um, yeah, but you also are going to look back and you're going to say, well, what if Nick Marquegas didn't get hurt? What if Manny Machado didn't get hurt? What if Chris Davis didn't take Adderall? What if, what if, what if, if Zach, Zach Britton, Britton into pitched? the game? I yeah. mean,
2: there's, but I don't know. I, I don't because I, I don't look at those teams as being clearly. This is the best team in baseball. No, other teams be no, they weren't
1: perfect teams.
2: And so I look at it kind of amazing that we got that far. Um, like 2014, we won 96 games. Like, how did that happen? That's it's pretty remarkable, right? And so I don't know. I think we're gonna look really fondly, kind of like the. Like the 2012, I think will always kind of be like that 89 type, of record, right, right, where we were suspect uh, expected to be terrible, and then we turned out to be better. Um, and but there's always going to be this bitter ending, right? Because 2017 didn't didn't go like we wanted to, and then 2018 we thought we were still winners, but we weren't. And so it's just awkward, and people are saying we should have traded Manny Scope in the offseason. No, and and my response is, you know what? If we if we did this right, we should have traded Manny Machado. Um, in his rookie year in 2012. Right. Right. Because then we would have gotten the most value for him in 2012. So why wait to just this year? Because you want to play that game. No, we keep him because you try to win. You try to win when you have the best isn't, players. Isn't yeah. that what,
1: isn't that what makes today worse is that we didn't expect that. We saw the complete opposite this off season. like as fans, as, and we were optimistic. Yeah, we, were optimistic. we were so optimistic yeah. going into this season. Yeah.
2: Um, and I don't think it. I don't think it's that we were. And I don't think it was that we were, we were completely wrong either. How could we foresee everyone being terrible? <laughs> like we're seeing a lot of these players and pitchers, position players, all have some of the worst years of their the career. Well, that's what someone said. To how me. you? How could you predict Al Cobb to be this bad? You you can't. Right. Or to Jonathan Scope? Or you know you just Trey yeah. Mancini talked about.
1: At work, they know I've been. I'm very involved in, in in Oriole fandom and then I've been focusing on this and someone asked me today how are the why are the Orioles so bad if they've got all these good guys to trade?
2: Yeah, yeah right? And it, it's a real question and I'm like people want it, Dylan Bundy true. people want Kevin Gossman
1: people right. want John the Scope right? Right, how are they so bad when they had so many trade chips?
2: Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, Kyle said Manny was caught up in 2012 it's called the Manny era yeah, I, I mean I think that's yeah, we got I, I, to watch the, the one of the greatest players you know we've ever seen. It's special. Um, one day he'll retire and
1: go into the Hall of Fame as a Yankee, <laughs> and we'll say, "Remember the please we'll argue, no.
2: we'll, we'll
1: argue that he should go in as as a Oriole because that was his best years. Like we're gonna like like the Mike Mussina argument we're gonna start having soon.
2: Yeah, um, Jim, Jimmy and and we can get out of here. But J- J- Jimmy made a comment. Um, what are the thoughts on going after Gir- Girardi for manager? Yeah, and I, it, it made me think. Is is that a rumor? I, I haven't don't heard anything I, about that. I think he's available, and so right, he, sees, I, he sees I mean, he's a good manager. I thought like the Reds or the Cardinals. Which one just fired their manager? Cardinals. Cardinals yeah, I
1: thought they were going after
2: him. But it, it makes me think, and I, I don't know. I don't know if Buck's going to be here next year. And I, uh, Girardi is a good name if Buck Shorter's not here. But it does make me think, like if Dan Duquette leaves or Buck Shorter leaves, which it's kind of remarkable.
1: What? Right. What now?
2: It's kind of remarkable if they if they both stay, by the way, after it having, after having <laughs> a total collapse when you're supposed to be good. Oh, and that they're going to set the
1: record for, like, the worst team ever yes. in baseball. And this happened in so 17,
2: a, they were bad, too. So this right. second year in a row, you've been terrible right. when you're supposed to be good. Yeah. This is when you get fired. Right. And I know
1: they scored a buttload of runs this weekend. They're yeah. still going to set that record for worst team ever.
2: I think the Royals will end up with the worst record yeah. than the Orioles. The, oh, you think the, the, the Royals, Royals will yeah. be worse? Uh, it's gonna be a, I think it's going to be an intense battle for the worst team in baseball, which I'm looking forward to. But it, it brings up the point if Dan Duquette is fired, I don't trust the Orioles to hire someone better. Right. Even if I don't think Dan Duquette's the best person for the job, I think there's certainly worse people for the job out there. And so my concern is if you fire him, um, Brady Anderson takes charge. Yeah, Brady you know, Anderson's yeah. the guy in charge, and all of a sudden you're worse off than you were before. Right. Uh, so because- I don't trust them to hire the right guy either. So I would rather take a, a guy I know that's decent over an unknown which should be terrible because
1: we're prepared now for rebuilding we're not prepared for 14 years of crap and then you get lucky no no we want
2: an organized rebuild and in those 14 years there was not this well-structured organized rebuild there was the cavalry yes but that was it yes um but even that was not well that was it was different it was different right like we were still signing vlad guerrero for, for no reason. Well, that's
1: because <laughs> we were doing the grow the pitch and buy the bats.
2: Yeah, but even when the pitching arms weren't developing or weren't ready, we were still buying the bats. Like, what are you doing? Just right. save the money. Don't buy the bats until the pitching arms are ready. But whatever. This seems to be different, fundamentally different. And what we didn't have then, like what we have now, is we had it a little bit then back in 99, but we have it in 2000, but we have much more so now. Great pieces to trade to build yeah. up that farm system. But it's it's a process. And... We'll be here, Section 36, every step mm. of the way to, to, to talk with Oriole fans about this process. But I'm on board, right? On board with the re- rebuild. Let's go. Yeah, we're not shutting down. <laughs> no, we're not.
1: No. I, I I remember when the Orioles were on fire, there's 2012, 2013 years. There were so many Orioles podcasts. I'd love to see we'll Orioles bastards or Baltimore come back you and not you know go. anyone on the team anymore next year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's it's true. We we have uh, us and a uh, bird's eye view. Yeah. We're the, we're the And I know they're not going. I don't think they're going anywhere. We're the yeah. guys out for the long haul. Yeah. We uh we started this not planning on the Orioles being good. Yeah. So we'll stick it out as they're not.
2: Yeah, because the truth is, even if the Orioles botched the rebuild and didn't do it right at all, I mean. We're having the same conversation. We're, we're freaking fans and we can't do anything about it. This is going to be our team either way. Right. We're, we're stuck with the Orioles. Right, right. You can't leave.
1: <laughs> I think of that. Think of the episode we had like a month ago when I was away at the camp and we recorded on a phone call. Yeah. And it's like we could have easily skipped that episode, but we don't know what to do if we don't talk Orioles. So we yeah. were going to have the phone call whether we recorded it or not.
2: Yeah, yeah. The listeners think we, that we do this for them. We don't. We do it for ourselves it's, because it, I have to work through these things, That especially now. I need to show now more than ever. Right. Deal with, now, these, de- 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 deal with all these moves. Yeah. That I don't know it, how I feel about it, this rough season. This
1: this show is necessary. It's our it's our counseling.
2: Yeah, you see, I'm rocking the 2012 postseason shirt. Yeah, and I went with the scope is dope. Okay. Shirt. Uh, yeah,
1: you think I can put some of these in Braves colors and and that's make a, what make I, I was, or two?
2: Do I have any Atlanta Braves gear that I can start sporting? Uh, all right, I I almost ordered a
1: Dodgers cap because of Manny. Okay. And now I'm thinking maybe I grab a a, a Braves
2: hat, Adam. Either way, I'm rooting for a National League team. I don't care if the Brewers, Dodgers. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Braves and Dodgers. Yeah. Because. No love for
1: Scopey? You wearing the freaking Scope is dope shirt. You no, know, I do like. I of course I'm going to cheer for Scope. Yeah, I have trouble rooting for the Brewers because I keep thinking they're an American League team. Yeah. I can't get over that. that well, welcome to the 21st century. Hey, and, uh, oh, we're trying to wrap up the show. In 2021, yeah. do you think we'll still have American League and National Leagues? Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. You know,
1: baseball might be different.
2: It's true. It's true. Our rebuild. Yeah, we'll we'll keep that in mind for the rebuild. All right, boys and girls, thanks for uh, tuning in. You can share your thoughts on the trade. I, I don't know if we. If I, I guess I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm not happy about it. I think right. the word is. I just came up with this word. It's called are, bittersweet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where it's it's, right. it's tough, but it's we understand. Yeah, we understand. We're we're on board. I saw Glenn Clark. <laughs> I know we're getting out of here. Glenn Clark said, you know what we need to do, the Orioles need, need to do? What do we got to do? They they, they they, need a good hashtag. Like how the Sixers had trust the process, and that got all Sixers fans to buy into the rebuild. All right. That Orioles well, fans need a hashtag. That's a good idea. That's a good idea.
1: I like that. Yeah. I have no did idea. Do you have any suggestions?
2: Yeah, his was something. I think Birdseeds.
1: Uh, I don't like that.
2: And then Stan, the fan, um course referencing in here press box online stand the fan offered up um oh i don't know something about
1: the, the baby we, birds the orioles no, keep trying to go with the baby birds about, like we
2: expect dust or something something about like like there's dust on the site because they're still working or something
1: oh uh, uh, pardon
2: our dust yeah partner our dust that yeah that was his thing is that a thing uh, is that a that's a yeah, sign yeah, that, you see a lot like if, you, our dust? if you go into like a
1: business that's uh okay. that's doing construction. like caution wet floor <laughs> yeah how about that yeah. hashtag
2: caution wet floor I don't think that one will work. Okay, uh,
1: that seems a little rough. Um, but yeah, like uh, like construction ahead. That should be the next Oriole t-shirts. Construction ahead. Construction ahead, or yeah. Uh, but I'm always, I
2: think uh, caution. Yeah, I think it would be good for us to rally around a hashtag. I don't know what that yeah. one is yet. We can think. I mean, listeners, if you have good ideas for hashtags, for that kind of sum up this reblood process, get people on board. Like, trust the process.
1: I don't like trust the process. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's already taken. Yeah. we got to come with our own. Right. Later or not. See you in 2021. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna be our... We're going to make some uh, some 336 t-shirts. See you in 2021.
2: I'm sticking with caution, wet floor. I <laughs> like caution, wet floor, too.
1: we got to figure out how to make it an Oreo bird. Yeah. <laughs> like like call, slipping on the floor, caution, right? Caution, wet floor. Yeah. Right. We'll dry in 2021. <laughs>
2: All right, well, I'll think about, I'll think about it. I'll all think right, about it. All right. That'll all be right.
1: a future show. Yeah.
2: Today's show will be called Caution Wet Floor. All right, boys and girls. Thank you for listening. Check us out on uh, – go if you haven't done it yet, rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe. Um, right. We're in it for the long haul here, guys. So rate, rate and su- subscribe or don't. We're going to be coming here uh, every week and right. talking about this rebuild.
1: Come on. Everyone, when you go to work tomorrow, everyone's going to be wanting to talk about this trade. Yeah. And how you're doing as an Oreo fan. Point North them tor- towards us, yeah. This is the way. We get through this. We're a family. Let's get through this together.
2: Yeah. Uh, you, can fo- you can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Taroka. Of course, you can follow the show on Twitter at Section 336 Show. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Whatever O's are left.